Welcome to Season 6 of the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Gary. And I'm Sandra. And together, we are the Cocktail Lovers. We've been exploring the cocktail world for 15 years, sharing what we discover in our print and digital magazine, on our website, and all kinds of fun places. But this is where we're talking about all things cocktail. We're talking about the recipes, products, books, bars, and people. So, let's find out what's in this week's episode. Well, who'd have thought it? We've reached the 10th and final episode of Season 6 of the Cocktail Lovers podcast. And to round off the current season, we've a nicely balanced mix of the classic and the contemporary. Not least in our product reviews. Linear Aquavit, with an intriguing take on maturation, has been around since 1805 while Season delivers two brand new ways to enhance your cocktails. Our book is Aperitif, a spirited guide to the drinks, history and culture of the aperitif by Kate Hawkins, which takes a look at the fascinating story of pre-dinner drinks. As for our bar destination, we dropped into Dram, the latest drinking addition to London's Denmark Street. And to conclude proceedings, we have a very special guest indeed. Steve Schneider joins us from New York to tell us about his incredible 20-year journey from that city to Singapore, Shanghai and Panama City, before returning for a new collaboration with Shingo Gokan in the form of the appealingly named Sip and Guzzle, which opened its doors last week. But first, we are the Cocktail Lovers. So let's make ourselves a cocktail. Okay, so we're going to keep it short and sweet because we've got so much to be getting on with in this episode. And as it's Burns Night tonight, actually, as as we speak... So we're going to make a whiskey-based cocktail, and this week we're making The Godfather. Oh, we you know say we're the, making. You're well, making. I'm making. Yeah. We're going to be uh, drinking. There were many options that I wanted to come up with, and then I realised that we've done most of them, like the Robbie Burns cocktail and a whiskey mac. But um, Godfather is great because it's one of our favourite types, which is very simple. Mm-hmm. Just this one has just two ingredients. And the first is, of course, some beautiful Scotch whiskey. We have... What is that, Glen Murray you got there? I've got Glen Murray, yes. Yep. So it's 50 mils per serve of Glen Murray or any single malt or blended whiskey. No one's yeah. going to judge you, I think. Your favourite. Yeah, exactly, what you've got to hand. And then we have 25 mils per serve of Amaretto, which is Disarona. Mm-hmm. We always love, love these We love Disarona. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning it off. With relish there. Exactly. So that is 25 mils per serve. So again, it's a, such a simple ratio. It's just half of yeah. the amaretto to the whiskey. Easy peasy. Perfect. And that, my friends, is it. So we just mm. need some ice. Yeah. Plenty of ice into our mixing glass. And if you're not making it for two or more people, you can just make this straight into your glass rather than actually doing a mixing glass. Yeah, yeah. But I, I always like 
those ones where you stir them down over ice because you feel like you can control it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's about about your personal preference. Absolutely. So just give it a nice stir to get it nice Mm -hmm. and cold. Um, Oh, I can really smell it from here. Yeah. Super. Nice and warming as well, Mm, this one. And the the Disarono or Amaretto, whatever you want to use, that gives it the the sweetness. So it just takes that edge off just in case you're not one of you, you know, not a traditional whiskey fan. This is a lovely one to get you going, I would say. So then we've got our beautiful rocks glasses. And we'll fill those with some ice. Or if you're fancy, you can have a nice block of ice, which always looks super. super I like cool. blocks of ice, but you just have to remember to yeah, do them exactly. well in advance. Which, of course, I didn't. But, <laughs> well, um, you, and there me, you, go. you and me both. What we're going to do. Yeah. So pour into your glasses. I'm so ready for this. Warm me up. Warm you up or cool you down. So. There we go. Mm-mm. Lovely. Mm-mm. And then just the third ingredient, I guess, is your garnish, yeah. which is just a lovely zest of orange. So yeah. let's peel that off, spritz Ooh, it over nice. in yeah. your glass. Thank you very much. And there we oh, have cheers. your Let's godfather. Yeah. Happy if you want tonight. a godmother, you could make this with vodka. There you go. Delicious. I have got for you today, all the way from 1805, Norway, I have got Linja Aquavit. What? From 1805? That's when it started. Okay. It is a potato-based spirit, and it's distilled in pot stills, and it uses all sorts of Nordic herbs and spices, predominantly caraway and star anise, and it's matured in Oloroso sherry cask. But there's a really interesting bit. But before, I'm going to save that for you because I'm going to pass you the bottle first so you can have a little look at that. Mm-hmm. And then I will spring on you the bit that I got really excited about. Okay. Well, it is a very traditional looking sort of bottle. You can tell that it dates back to, yeah, yeah. well, not necessarily 1805, but you can tell that it is an old spirit. It's very traditional. It doesn't look like it's been modernised in any particular way. But that's the lovely thing. You've got this lovely, beautiful sailing boat with the Norwegian flag proudly bearing from the front. And I love the fact that it says matured at sea in oak sherry cask. So, as you say, it's got a lovely illustration of a lovely old-fashioned sailing ship. And, as you said, matured at sea. So this is the bit that I think is really fascinating. After they've got it into those Oloroso sherry casks, they then send those casks on a four-month sea voyage from Norway to Australia and back four months and that is when it is maturing Hmm. why you may ask i I really (laughs) why i'm asking why that big old voyage i'm glad you asked me it's one of those things it's like a happy accident because apparently back in that that time when they first had the product they had the aquavir in the cask and they shipped some over to Asia to try and sell it and there wasn't much interest so they brought it all the way back 
And when they did, they opened it up and they went, wow, this tastes really interesting. So there began the tradition of maturing it. sending At it, sea. Yeah, at sea for four months. So it goes to Australia and back. And Lanya literally means line. So it crosses the equator, the line, twice. And what they say is it's the the rolling of the ship and the complete oh, the changes. Yeah, and, and the changes like. of the temperature that it goes around oh, that okay. has its effect. So let's should we taste it and see. Yeah, I love those um happy accidents like yeah. that. Also, actually one other thing I'll just say on the bottle while I'm pouring. If you look at the label through the back of the bottle, you can see this lovely illustration of the world map. And not only that, it actually has the information for this bottle and it will tell you what ship it oh, was right. matured on oh, and that's nice. the date. So I can just about see the ship, which I think is called the Temesis. Tem- and it says here, so I'm holding this up to like December 21 to May 22. Hmm. So that's when it was at sea. That's a nice little touch, actually. Isn't to it? Yeah. It. So there you go. So Aquavit, I mean, now we're starting to see it in a little bit more in, in cocktail menus, more of the experimental cocktail menus, I would say, other than in, in Norway or, or Nordic countries. But would you say it's coming more into fashion now or...? Yeah, I would agree with you that certainly with with since we first came across it a few years ago, we're seeing it more in in uh, on cocktail menus. So I think it's just that reflection of how exciting cocktails are right now. That people, bartenders, or everyone are looking for new new ideas, new inspirations, new ingredients. So I think it fits that bill. This but, is quite interesting because it doesn't have like that. Some aquavits that I've tasted before, there really is that strong bite of of caraway this doesn't it's very smooth actually it's it doesn't jolt mm. it's quite maybe the sea has yeah. uh, rocked it all out of it but well, yeah i agree i think it's incredibly that word i tend to overuse but incredibly smooth mm. um, i i like the caraway on the nose uh, they recommend serving it neat at room temperature which is exactly what we're doing and i think it's very very sippable mm. got a lovely um lovely spicy finish it's really lovely because you wouldn't necessarily i think if you gave that to somebody they wouldn't necessarily know what it was no as a spirit you wouldn't necessarily define it as oh that's an aquavit or that's a whiskey or whatever i think that people would really sip and savor and try to work out all of the nuances of it which i think is quite a nice thing actually i I totally agree Mm. totally agree and i think also what's lovely about this is something we've said before about when uh spirits or brands they you know whether or not they give you lots of ideas to work with as Mm. i say they say first and foremost serve it neat room temperature great they also make a really big thing of saying it's great with food. So mm. like as an alternative to wine. So they've got a lot of food recipes nice. on the website, including using the uh, lanya in the ingredients. And then they say sip a little bit, eat a little bit, sip a little bit. And then cocktail-wise, uh, as you touched on earlier, they've got a lot of cocktail suggestions, which are really nice twists on cocktails we like so Mm. they've got their take on a negroni you know swapping out the gin swapping this in they've got an espresso martini and also 
really simple you know serve it with tonic everything tastes mm. great with tonic but also because it is quite a malleable sort of spirit isn't it you can take it in any direction that's particularly i like about this expression yeah yeah i agree i think it's lovely also i just want to, they've got some other expressions they've got one with port one with madeira and also they're in the process of tying up with um him uh that amazing bar in oslo and they're doing a collaboration, which we'll see the results of, I believe, in a few months' time. So it'd be intriguing to see what these, mm. these guys... Is that you know, going to Australia as well? I think so. Right, I okay. think so. Nice. Yeah. In fact, yes, it is, because it is doing the sea journey. Beyond that, I don't know. Lovely. Well, we'll report we'll, back. We will. We'll keep you informed on that. So that is Linear Aquavit. It is 41.5% ABV. And it, you can buy it for around about £40 for a 70cl bottle. I'm coming up with a brand new, well, kind of relatively new product. It's from Ben Branson, who was the bright mind behind Seedlip Drinks. Yeah, if you yeah. remember back in the day, way before anyone was talking about non-alcoholic spirits or yeah. the non-alcoholic category that much. Ben came up with Seedlip and it's been a roaring success mm. since sold to Diageo. But now that's given him time to come up with his new iteration, which, which again embraces the non-alc space, but also talks into the alcoholic spirits as well. And it is it's two bottles mm. sold in one pack and it's called season yeah. without the o yeah it's like season without season. so season season yeah <laughs> no, season. and we've got one is season light and the other is season dark let me pass Thank them you. to you what would you like to say what's 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 well, talking to you well, it's it's interesting because when i first saw these sitting to one side earlier they um they, they reminds me less of bitters and more of soy sauce <laughs> Okay. That, 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 you know, like but, you get light soy sauce. Yeah. And, dark sauce. and but, you know, that's a good thing. It's nice design. And I like the fact that they're very simple. It's like one is light, one is mm. dark. The light one says green and zesty. The dark one says aromatic and spicy. Yeah. And the actual, the soy sauce um, thinking behind yeah. it, that's cool as well because it is about seasoning, yeah. you know. So yeah. I think that that works very well. So, as you say, it is it is bitters. So, bitters is not a new category at all. But I think what Ben, he's very clever in that way. He's sort of making it more approachable for the everyday drinker. And oh, it right. is about yeah. seasoning drinks. So, the light category is, as you say, bright, green, zesty. And that's supposed to add a little bit more depth and complexity to anything from your non-alk, you know, everything from sparkling water yeah. right through to margaritas martinis that kind of thing so all of your light drinks will get an extra pep yeah. from three dashes that's all he says okay. you need yeah. three dashes of the light and going on to the dark that does the same for dark spirits or dark cocktails so three dashes to your old fashions to your Man you know manhattans yeah. yep and also again Quite cleverly, he, he does embrace the non-alk category as well. So if you add three dashes to ginger ale, it should do the same. Just give it a bit more oomph and, okay. and you know, fighting talk, let's say. <laughs> so first of all, what we're going to do, just have a little taste on the back of your hand yeah, with the so, light so we can yeah, see what you good. think. And I'll do the same. Yeah, so I'm 
I've got that on the back of my hand. Oops. Actually, considering I just put a tiny drop on, it's really strong, the smell. It is. And it it is zesty. It's really zesty and very, very green, isn't it? Very fresh. it's got that sort of... Not cut grass, but yeah, you know, it yeah, is. But that's sort of when you prune. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Me, the expert gardener, right? Uh, yeah, but, but you know, when is. you cut something and it just releases the yeah, just aroma lovely. a little bit. Very citric, like that. Oh wow! Mm. Oh, mm. Okay, that so that's it. Neat. Taste, right. Okay. So let's taste this. Um, so we're doing a, an experiment. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. taste this gin and tonic neat before. So, right, right, okay, so we've got your basic gin and tonic without. Yeah, okay. that's, that's very tonic heavy, but let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to ha- add our three dashes. Three dashes, Two, yeah. three. Give it a little stir and see what it brings to the party. Mm, I'm intrigued about this. Right, and straight away it does change the aroma of this. And the taste, yeah, it sort of lifts it a bit. Uh, I think it adds more of a sort of citric element, mm. a bit more zesty. Yeah, that freshness, uh, yeah, from when we tasted it, definitely carried through. Into Very, the yeah, really. So, yes, it does. Lifts it makes that a big difference. Okay, so now we'll go on to dark. Okay, so I want to try this with a non-alk. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to put some of this on the back. Oh yes, yeah, hand. you do that. So this one we're going to try with the ginger ale. This is a London Essence ginger ale. Okay, so let's taste the ginger ale on its own first. I mean, this on the nose, I've got it on the back of my hand. On the nose, it's all... Quite spicy. Yeah, very, very spicy. Mm. It feels kind of wintry, uh, in a nice way, like a warming, wintry way. There's nothing wrong with winter, apart from the Mm. cold. Ooh. That cola, whoa, mm. that's that's that, big. Mm. Also, they're very, um, they're quite textural. There's mm. sort of like an oiliness to them. What do you, what do you say when you yeah. have them on your hand? Look, just yeah. rub your hand. Yeah, yeah. It's no, big. it's very oily. So actually. it does carry very well. So there's your ginger ale. Have a little taste yeah, of that on its own. Without, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And that's very, a nice uh, gingery ginger yeah, ale, but isn't not it? fiery. Not no. Fiery. Okay, so three dashes. Yeah. One, two, three. Another little stir. Mm. Straight away, there's much more cola on the nose. Not cola cubes, but cola, you know, like real deep, intense cola. And very... um, like those lovely Caribbean spices that I like, you know, yes. that sort of yeah. barks and, you know, beautiful, intense. Can't wait to try this. Yeah, that really takes it up a level. It gives it this real sort of um, intensity, depth, um, mm. character. It really takes it into a different category wow, it with really that. Does, I it? think personally, I would prefer that in cocktails rather than on its own in a ginger ale. I like. But for, as we say, for the non-out category, it's a nice thing to just give it a little zhuzh, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah, well, funny enough, I was going to say almost the opposite to you. Oh, I mean, I, I wasn't going to say... I no, no, that's great. I wasn't going to say I wouldn't like it in cocktails, because I would. Mm. But what I did like, you know, as, when you're always looking for nice, interesting, non-out things to drink, I mm. think that 
for me worked really well because it's it really did give another word I overuse, but it really did give an extra level of complexity. Complex. I knew you were going to say Thank that. You very much. <laughs> um, and I think that really works well. And that's you know again, does some ginger ale there with those bitters. I think it's really tasty. Mm, really okay. nice. Well, in yeah. that dark one, the season dark, it is cola nuts. So I was right on the cola, smoked cherry wood, star anise, and cinnamon, black pepper, mushroom, and cacao yeah i think that works really well i can't see what i've written down for the light but anyway they're they're both beautiful as i say they come in a pack of two so it's two bottles and they're each 150 ml bottles but 50 servings per bottle right and so that's you get a lot of bang bang for your buck and that's 29.99 there's free package in the uk you can buy overseas but you pay for a package there um i think it's a really lovely thing and it's ben's latest creation i'm sure he's going to do very well with this as well and he's just used lots of natural extracts and and flavors from plants which is his big thing and that's season so have a look on our instagram feed and website for pictures and details and be sure to season your drinks and now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts Hi everyone, my name is Juliette Laoui from uh, Schmuck and today I'm going to explain you how to have like a good fresh uh, herbal uh, syrup. So you can take any herbs that you want. I really like tarragon myself, for example. You take off like all the leaves and you flash cook it like just two seconds in a boiling water and just after this, like really quickly, you're going to put it in an ice bath, really, really cold. Make sure everything gets cold. You need to be a shock stop the cooking straight once you have this like cooked herbs you can just like blend it with some simple syrup and you're gonna have an amazing green and really fresh herbal syrup that you can use for several days it's not gonna move it's gonna stay really fresh like you put like fresh tarragon in your drink so really nice way to do like a like a round of uh, drink for your all your friends because you can have like use this syrup as like fresh herb in your cocktail What do you have for our book aficionados? Right. Okay, book-wise, I am going for Aperitif. Mm. And it says, A Spirited Guide to the Drinks, History and Culture of the Aperitif. Lovely. And it's by Kate Hawkins. And it's been out, I think it's published about four or five years mm. ago. So kind of newish. Like, I really, first and foremost, I really like the cover. Covers are so important, aren't they? They you are. Know, I mean, you're in the bookstore. Yeah. Or you're it's got to jump out at you for some you know, reason. So it's got a parity in great big block typography. Mm. And one of the words, uh, letters rather, turns into a martini glass. And it's very graphic. So that's nice. And then that follows through in the design. It's very clean, simple. But quite and, striking in its simplicity. Yeah, I mean, in most of the interior is there's one or two little graphics, but literally one or two. 
for the chapter headings. Uh, but beyond that, it's photography and it's very much clean studio photography. So every single recipe, which I'll come on to shortly, you can see what your finished recipe should look like, which is always a good good thing, I think. Mm. So let me pass that over to you. Yeah. And as I say, it's I think it errs more towards the background of the aperitif. So it's very much about this history, where it come, the idea of where it comes from, the countries that are involved. Uh, there's a little bit on the science of aperitif. So you know that how it with that background mm. of ingredients were made by monks and that sort of thing. Yeah, for medicinal but brought up regions. to date really nicely. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What else do you see? Well, there's lots. As you say, it's quite studious. I like that. You know, I mean, sometimes things like that could be quite dry, but I love the way that it's been laid out. It's very clean, very clear, very concise. And even for someone like me that gets quite bored with the, yeah. <laughs> if, if there's too much geekery yeah. in a recipe book. But I love the way that they have laid it out and divide it up into, into different sections. I love the things that she says, a few of my favourite things and some of her favourite brands, which is lovely. And as you say, the, the recipes are beautiful. I think the photography is great. It's, um, it's clean, it's clear, it's modern. Yeah. But really inviting, I think. Very, it's kind of designer led. I think that the photography takes its cue from the cover, which is very mm, yeah, sort yeah. of designery, you know. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's a very beautifully constructed book. Yeah. And I love the recipes. We've got champagne cocktails, quite simple, yeah. but yeah. they're, you know, they're it, good ones. Because it kind of errs towards the kind of background and history of a paradise. But, you know, but there are 33, count them, mm. 33 recipes um, including, including, which I like, Bar Termini's Masala Martini, uh, which is really nice. So, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think on that recipe front, it's there's a mixture of, like, you, you just uh, sort of named that one. There's sort of recipes you might recognise, like, um, let's see now, like a Suze Negroni, which is a nice, Bouvardier, which I made recently, uh, Negroni, so all those ones. But then there's some other sort of slightly more left field like the one you just called out and then there's something right at the end the very last one called a van d'orange what was that again van d'orange okay which just is, wanted to hear you say it <laughs> it's not something you knock up in a glass this mm. is much more like something you prepare over weeks if not months to get a sort of finished drink so there's a nice mix but as i say i think it sort of errs more on the side of the story of the mm. narrative and that is no bad thing in my opinion no it's a great reference book I yes think. A, a, a reference book but as you said accessible mm. and that is called aperitive a spirited guide to the drinks history and culture of the aperitive by kate hawkins it's published by quadril quadril sorry and it is available for around 16.99 the brand new issue of the Cocktail Lovers magazine is out now. And it's the tailor-made issue, shining a light on the people, products and places creating unique experiences in the cocktail world. To get your print or digital issue or start a subscription, simply visit thecocktaillovers.com slash magazine. And while you're about it, why not gift a subscription to the cocktail lover in your life? I love this episode because we've got two great bars, one in London, 
one in New York. So the New York one we'll get to in a bit with our interview. But for now, we're going to talk about our London find, which we absolutely loved. Yeah. And it's called Dram. Mm -hmm. Dram on Denmark Street. What is going on with Denmark Street? Denmark Street, Street, it used to be, for people that don't know, it used to be very much, it was called Tin Pan Alley, wasn't it? That is where it came from, yeah. Yeah, so it was very much about music, music stores, rock, all sorts of things and a myriad of, of, of great musicians have inhabited that street, used rehearsal studios, bought their equipment there. But now it is like Bar Central. Yeah. We've got the Lower Third, yeah. we've got Tattoo, 13, 13 yeah. and now Dram. And over the road, it, again, it's just like, this is Soho, but not quite Soho. It's the genteel part of it's before you get into the bonkersness of Soho. <laughs> yeah. But there we're going to get three sheets. We've got Wacky Wombat. And what else is on that side? Anyway, that's yeah, enough. That, that, sets, a a, that sets the tone so for what's anyway, going on. Anyway, let's stay right on then, Marshall. Absolutely. And on with Dram. So I think the name Dram, it kind of implies, not surprisingly, whiskey. Mm-hmm. And whiskey is a big, big, yeah. big part of this offering. But... It's not, not just about whiskey. No. So we can start with the whiskey side of things. They have got 300 whiskies, which they'll replace Constantly as and when they, changing, yeah. which they do. But as you said, it's so much more than that. So we'll talk about the building. I'm getting so excited because I love this place and there's so much to talk about. Yeah. It looks quite unassuming from the outside. It's just like a door. You just think that it's like this little bar at the front. But actually, it's like a bloody TARDIS in that place, (laughs) isn't it? So you start at the front and that in the day, because it opens from nine o'clock, you can get coffees and, you know, you croissants and whatever. And they're actually going to be working with um, local coffee um, roastery. Yeah. So they'll have their own barista program and things and their own blend of coffee, which will be great. That's what they're working on. But throughout the day, it transitions into all sorts of wonderful. Mm. I mean, that bar on the ground floor, when you first walk in, it is very, it's nice, clean, pared back design, really thoughtfully done. I yeah. think, you know, the bar is, you know, it's not huge. You know, there's just enough space for you to sort of hover around the bar or go off on one of the stores in the corner. But the, the things that really jumped out for me, like you said, there's a lot of whiskies that you can taste. Mm. So their back bar is like a little, funky modern shrine to whiskey Mm. but also on the other side you've got lots of bottles behind that you can buy yeah they're sort of behind a nice kind of grill so you can kind of look at them and a bit like a grown-up sweet shop you can look at Mm. them and these are ones you can buy whole bottles yeah Yeah. actually let's talk about the people behind it because i think it's really important to kind of set the scene of the whole place so it opened in november Mm -hmm. So now we're January. So it's only a few months that it's been open. It's really making a big, big impression on the bar scene. It's by Martin Simo Simpson and Chris Tanner, who used to be at Milroy. So, of course, and Milroy's and um, Silverleaf as well. And then also the third person is Jack Wallace. As I say, opened in November. But it was derelict. This building was derelict for a little while. And they took... 16 weeks 
to actually rebuild this yeah, pretty much pretty from much. scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was only mm. about four or five of them that did this. But I, I think it's important to put that in because they've done so much. And actually, it's not designers or whatever. This is all their own thought and yeah. actual mm. doing that mm. they've created this space. So we were talking about it being sort of labyrinthine, labyrinthine, whatever you say. <laughs> so, Gary, as you said... Yeah. We start with this um, whiskey make, bar sort of place well, yeah, at the front. Yeah, that is the whiskey bar. And then you can, you've got a few choices of which direction you go. Yeah. So why don't we first of all go downstairs? Okay. So you can go through the bar, you go down some narrow stairs, and you're in the what they kind of refer to as more the cocktail bar. Mm, mm. Um, so the design is similar, but it's a little bit softer, a little bit more... Yeah, it's a bit moody. Of, yeah, a bit sexier. Mm. So that's another space. We'll come on to the actual drinks in a minute, mm. yeah. Um, but then let's, if we go back up those stairs and then you go out Through to a the courtyard. back, they've got a little terraced courtyard yes. at the back, which is, which is really inside, cool, actually. It's yeah. Inside, outside, and also one for the smokers. You don't have to go outside the building mm. to actually smoke. So it is a courtyard, but it's within the space. So it's yeah. really cleverly done. And they were saying that a lot of people are using that for their sort of breakout areas mm. from, you know, doing a bit of a Zoom meeting or whatever. So mm. you can use it throughout the day or in the evening. So that's lovely. And yeah. again, none of the spaces are huge. They're just this lovely size that takes about 40 people pretty yeah, or less yeah, yeah. but it works really well because everything just feels quite cozy and friendly so you can yeah. you can interact with other guests in the space Which particularly did, yeah. at the entry place well, i yeah. think that worked well then so you've gone through the terrace then mm, you can go up upstairs some outside <laughs> like some steps outside and it takes you into this curiously inviting little room yeah surprise uh, that is it's just it's uh, got a pool table mm. and if you imagine the size of a pool table the room is just not much bigger, bigger than the pool <laughs> just table. enough room for you to negotiate yeah, so your you way kind around of, you don't hire that but you kind of say i oh, can we have that for a bit yeah yeah uh, but also what's a really nice touch you know i'm not great at pool but i am good at cocktail <laughs> um they've got in a little pool you said room, it my friend <laughs> they've got a vending machine yes. cocktail. so you buy your tokens in the main bar yeah. and then you use the tokens and they've got, kind of got like a selection of pre-mixed cocktails in cans yes and they're How their cool own in-house pre-mixed yeah, 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 cocktails totally. yeah. and it's a really lovely way so you've got your little pool room you can maybe have a little party of you know a few people in there but you've got those drinks you don't have to leave the space mm -hmm. and as you said what is lovely is that you don't have to pre-book it you can use it it's not a private hire you don't pay for the cost of the room do no, you you, you just no. you can buy your drinks and um, have a good time then you go downstairs into okay. the front bar or to the to our cocktail bar yeah. and chill out for the yeah. rest of there's the also evening. very quickly there's a oh the a, lab there's, there's a lab um so that currently we had a little look little nose mm. but i think they might be looking at ways to Make it like a chef's table. Yes, in a bar, I think like there's that. a lot of things that they're thinking of, and yeah. and what's so lovely is they've got all of this space that they can use anyhow they want to. So they're going to do sort of brand experiences, obviously yeah. takeovers and uh, things. And like there's that. a little room for private hire as yes, well, which yes. is also lovely. Yes, exactly. And you can geek out on whiskies if you want, but as we said, they're opening up everything. So they've yeah. got 
cocktails on tap, both upstairs in the main whiskey room, but also in the cocktail bar. And all of these things are produced in-house. So do you want to have a little talk about Yeah, let's start with uh, the tap cocktails, which we had in the what we call the whiskey room, the main Mm. bar. I had a... what was it called? Vodka and passion fruit, which mm. was made with ranberry vodka, lacto-fermented passion fruit, cordial fruit and fruit wine. Mm. Um, and what I like this is, you know, I'm not always a big fan of long, long cocktails, mm. but this was long, long cocktail. Look, very, all their cocktails, very pared back, very simple, very clean, very clean yeah. simple uh, glassware, ice, everything. I don't know if they do use garnishes. I can't remember seeing no. any. No, no, so no garnishes. Mm. And this was, um, I said at the time, it's dangerously drinkable. And I mean that in the <laughs> nicest possible way, because it was a so easy drinking, mm. but full of flavour, really tasty, looked good. The colour was like, we said, oh, wow, that colour. And they said, no, that is natural colour. Yeah, color. yeah. So this um, was a, quite a full on, not red, but very deep pink, vibrant. which is not what you yeah. think of uh, passion fruit, no, really. No, what did you but have? I had the mezcal and coconut, which oh, was yeah. amazing. I would really well. I, I love rum and coconut, but I'd never really thought of mezcal and coconut and this was beautiful they also it was with mezcal and coconut water but also a bit of fino sherry and i think that that just all rounded out beautiful i I, I mean i'm going back for that Uh, definitely (laughs) and then we as i say when we were downstairs in the cocktail bar as you said you can still get those on tap should Mm. you want but they've got a cocktail menu and from that i went for Beetroot and raspberry. Mm. Um, you had a big pink thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but I just, it's just one of those things. I just really love beetroot. Yes, I think it's one of my favourite I just like eating it in any form. Mm. And I really like it in cocktails. So this was made also with cacao butter distillate, almond and Mitra's rye. So there's something about beetroot and whiskey that does seems to like mm. a marriage made in heaven again another long drink surprised myself had another long drink <laughs> um, and again it was really complex it was delicious a, a bit like the one you said earlier i would definitely go back mm. for that drink alone mine was the cape gooseberry mm. which was meadow sweet empirical soca and tanqueray 10 so it's very gimlet style yeah Beautiful, lovely, well balanced. It's not too sweet, not too sour. It, it was just just right, like Goldilocks yeah. would say. <laughs> also, it's good that you say about Tancred because, as we said at the beginning, it's not all whiskey based. Yeah, cocktails. absolutely. You know, oh, far from it. Vodka, yeah, exactly. With, uh, gin, really, really lovely. Um, and some of the other things that they had on the cocktail menu, cocktails called Koji and Birch peach bamboo and plum and whey so just Mm. lovely simple but really intriguing combinations that you'd want to try and i definitely want to go back for the koji and birch i think also i think the other thing that i liked well we liked when we talked about it was that i think it's a great place for whiskey because if you you know your whiskey you're probably gonna have a really good nose around it yeah but i think what's really great if you're the sort of getting into whiskey or you're intrigued about it they just make it so accessible really accessible. You know, we were listening to mm. them chatting to a couple that was sitting there and they just asked them really nice questions about you know what kind of flavors you like what price you what, want to spend because what price actually you want what to spend, i was going to yeah. say is that with the whiskeys 
the the drams are they serve them in 35 mil you can get them in other sizes if you want but they say 35 mil is what they think is the the right size size. and they run from six pounds to 600 so there's something for everybody from the newbie right through to the real geeky connoisseur you know but definitely definitely um i think it's really well worth it it does take inspiration and they they're not ashamed to say it takes inspiration from some of their favorite bars around the world like line and and the clumsies in athens but also i would say going back to himkel in Mm. um in oslo there's that sort of feel about it not as huge but it is this sprawling space that you can experience anyhow you want to so we would definitely say that's one of the you know big thumbs up for newcomers on the london scene unaware of Steve Schneider, all you need to know is he's one of the biggest, best and most respected people in the global drinks industry. Which is why his many fans, including us, are thrilled that he's back behind the bar making cocktail magic in New York. Not just any bar mind, his partner, bar manager and bartender at Sip and Guzzle, the hot new opening he heads up with good friend and fellow industry stalwart, Shingo Gokan. It's the latest in an impressive 20-year career, which began after a near-fatal accident in a bar while serving as a US Marine. Coincidentally, he says he was reborn in one, starting out as a barback before moving on to employees only, where he rose through the ranks to principal bartender. This is where he gained global recognition through his clever ways with drinks and innate hospitality skills, as well as winning an array of awards and cocktail competitions. Steve has proved that he knows what's what on the business front too, partnering up in bars in New Jersey, Singapore, Shanghai, Panama City and, joy oh joy, back to where it all really began at Employees Only in New York. But it's at Sip and Guzzle where you'll find him from this month onwards, which is what we'll be talking to him about today. Steve, welcome to the Cocktail Lovers podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Cocktail Lovers. I'm super happy to be a part of this episode. And, you know, I love talking to you both. So it's a really special time for me. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, as Sandra said, welcome, Steve. And let's dive straight into it. You've got one of the most impressive CVs of any guest we've ever had on the podcast so far. So for our listeners, could you give us like a whistle-stop tour of your journey so far? Oh, uh, I know that's a well, big ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try. I'll try to keep it quick. I know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep it rolling here. But uh, yeah, I'm Steve Schneider. I'm a now 21 year veteran in the bar business, and kind of cut my teeth at Employees Only in New York before becoming a partner in Employees Only Singapore and uh, one of the owners there. And that's where I uh, sort of kick started the second part of my my bar life so to speak and since since uh, employees only singapore i've opened bars in panama shanghai uh, back home in new jersey i purchased some stuff and now here in new york so um 
Yeah, and I also have my hand in other little businesses and other stuff. Other things, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that's just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm getting older, you know? And uh, <laughs> so I, I've, I've done a lot in the business and uh, I've made all the mistakes, so you all don't have to. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. That's amazing. That's so generous yeah. of you. Yeah, of course, of course. I got you. I got your back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So what keeps you motivated? Because you are doing such incredible things and doing some amazing projects. But what does keep you motivated? I, I mentioned earlier, you know, getting older, I you know, just turned 40 and I've been in the business now 21 years. And uh, I, I think I, I look pretty young, but my, my back and my knees will tell you otherwise. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're every every second of that, uh, of that, if not more. So uh, I definitely need motivation. Um, little bit extra these days you know when i was younger the motivation was uh just trying to prove yourself you know and it was uh you know the young whippersnapper you know but now uh as i'm older and uh you know i have established businesses and i've done this a lot and uh you know just growing up um first and foremost that's my daughter and her mother i mean how could you how could that not you know keep a man motivated you know um that's yeah first and foremost and then uh, i guess the second part is like um i'm sorry you're here bumping here it's uh i'm in the middle of the restaurant here i'm underneath some stairs but the second part i guess is is still just trying to like kind of prove that i have it i have a great staff here a veteran staff and um they're here because they uh they believe in the project and because they believe in me and when you have that kind of uh i guess uh What's the word I'm looking for? When you have the faith of somebody else that you're going to deliver, you know, you got to show up every day and, uh, and do your best. You know, there's no excuses that they, they rely on me. And here I am. I'm going to show up every day and make it happen. When did you realize that you were good at business? Um, when I when I put the money in and then you get the you money back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then you do it again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, pretty, pretty simple uh, answer, but that's, that's it. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'm not going to sit here and tout that I'm any better than any other business person at all. You know, I've, I've, I've been in the, in the business for a while and I've done well for myself, but, uh, there's a lot of great operators and business people. And I've learned that there's so many different ways. Once you open the doors, you know, you can really, you can do anything. And that's what I've always loved about the bar business. There's no there's no rules outside of the law, you know, but there's no rules to artistically to what you can do. And uh, uh, that's something that keeps drawing me to the business. And it was what kind of keeps me in is that uh, I get the chance to be creative. And with that in mind, uh, you mentioned at the beginning about, you know, a number of uh, sort of ventures you've been involved with. Um, obviously, we're going to come on shortly to talk about the brand new one. But of everything else so far to date, of all those impressive venues, what would you say has been the most personally satisfying and why you're gonna make me pick a pick a child favorite yeah? child we are yeah you're gonna make me do it <laughs> oh lord well i uh the uh, diplomatic answer is gonna be they each brought something unique to the table for me and uh, they all aided in in the growth of me both uh personally and uh professionally so obviously in employees only singapore was was my first you know Going back to the Elysian Cafe to, um, to to purchase a place where I used to bartend along with the chef, you know that was great. Um, it was like a coming home thing. It was uh, felt like a big full circle uh, 
experience for me. Opening in Panama with my former employees, only bartenders, which uh, we haven't reopened since since COVID, and I don't think uh, I have any interest in reopening. Uh, I had, I, I did my thing down there. I'm 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 satisfied, but uh, but opening with them, with my peers, being able to open a place like people that I've I've worked next to for a decade, decade and a half, uh, that was special. And then of course the odd couple. Um, being able to work with someone like Shingo Gokan, who I admire and respect immensely. Um, that was, uh, again, that was a different aspect. And then here at Sip and Guzzle, it's kind of just, uh, you know, a homecoming for both of us. And, and just being able to work with Shingo again, and then not only Shingo, but all the other amazing hospitality veterans that we have here. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a dream come true. And uh, And again, going back to the motivation question, when you work next to people, who are who are equally, if not more, motivated than you? It, it, it no choice. It's infectious. But you got to step up. Yeah, you got to step up. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. So, I'm sorry to give you a non-answer, but no, that's if, actually if the it, answer. <laughs> very <Yeah>. diplomatic <laughs> and very informative. Answer. But it's true, though, isn't it? You learn from each thing that you do. So, this is great. But <clears throat> we're just moving on to your latest project which is, I mean, we're literally about to book our flights over to New York because we cannot wait for for this, for Sip and Guzzle, which you've mentioned before. So you opened on the 19th of January, or you had a soft opening beforehand. How, how's it all been going? Tell me. Soft opening my ass. Oh, my God, it was so busy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just, soft opening is an excuse to mess up. But uh, no, it's been crazy. It's been busy. And uh, yeah, yeah, nothing soft about the opening other than uh, an abridged menu, really. And, and we closed like an hour and a half earlier. When was that? Uh, this past week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Shingo's on his way. Um, you know, grand opening, rock and roll. Uh, it's been it's but it's been very fulfilling. But of course, uh, very just so many things to do so many things to do because you know you want to you want to deliver the product that you know you can but for me it's it's less about the product because we're all such veterans so the product is great it's just all about getting the repetitions and you know getting uh because every bar is different uh you know the, the room flow the everything else the system the pos system the the just getting to know the menu getting to learn what's the most efficient way um, that's something that of course we desperately needed, uh, with the friends and family and soft opening and stuff. And, you know, I've learned that there's no, like, none of my places are the same in regards to, to, to behind the bar, really. There's very similar aspects, but, um, the space and the concept is kind of, you know, it kind of dictates, uh, how I, how I kind of operate, you know, it's not just like I have, a, I have a station and you put it down and then there's a certain style. It's like, it's all different. And, uh, you know, that's uh, it just takes some time to work out the kinks you know you have a message you have a product that you want to put out and then it's you just got to work on the repetitions and getting everything putting it all together how long has it been in the planning because i think i spoke to shingo a few years back when he was talking about it it's changed a little bit but how long has it been you know well, we first had the idea. I mean, Shingo approached me about the idea. We had lunch at the Elysian Cafe, and I looked at the photo that we took. It was April of 2019. Ah, so okay. yeah, we're approaching right. you know four and a half years at yes, this point. A term. Yes. It was like a term ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but you know, obviously, then uh, you know, we got the space uh, during COVID, and that 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 had its own set of uh, you know difficulties and setbacks and stuff. But 
uh, you know, we just knew that, uh, that, that we had something special on our hands and, uh, if we could just stick with it and, uh, weather the storm, you know, and, uh, both of our lives have changed so much from that initial meeting. But, uh, I guess at the end of the day, I mean, that's the, 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 uh, dream lives on and here we are, uh, You're doing you know, it. opening. Doing it. Fantastic. We want a little, if we can, drill into it a little bit more because we really love stories and I know our listeners really love stories. So there's a particularly good one behind uh, the concept for Sip and Guzzle, you know, about uh, origins in Tokyo, story in New York. Could you tell us and our listeners a little bit about that story? Um, the story, so um, what Shingo likes to do, and I, I'm, I co-sign on this as well, is that uh, we're big on like fictional tales in like a real world setting, you know? It's like having a place with a story that gives you, it gives you somewhere to try to take your customers and take your guests, you know? So the SG Club is based on uh, the samurai. So the first time they went to New York was in the 1860s. Uh, the 77 samurai came to New York and they stayed uh Legend has it, or rumor has it, from my understanding, is that they stayed near Jerry Thomas's hotel, and when he was making drinks, when Jerry Thomas was big, and uh, you know the uh, Japanese cocktail, brandy and uh, uh, orgeat and bitters. There's nothing Japanese in it, but uh, fr- from my understanding, that uh, I, I could be wrong if uh, if a historian wants to chime in, but uh, I believe that was around the same time when the Japanese consulate was there. He just made hey, the Japanese cocktail. There you go. So. Um, so the idea that these samurai came to New York and there was, you know, this burgeoning new, you know, American cocktail scene going on. And the concept is one of the samurai, you know, took a liking to it. And then when they went back to Tokyo, he opened the New York bar, you know. So it's like, a, you know, a samurai going to New York, learning a little bit about the craft, coming back to Tokyo. So it is Japanese, but it's also a New York bar. And Sip and Guzzle refers to like a continuation of this story where the samurai uh, established himself in Tokyo and then comes back to New York to open with the, uh, with the, you know, the New Yorkers and the Americans that, that, uh, that they, that they had met several years ago, like a reunion of sorts. And that's where we want to take people. So think uh, like our uniforms, there's 1890s, like workwear and stuff. It's not like Disneyland, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, we're wearing costumes here, but we want to give you that vibe and that feeling that when you walk in, you kind of you feel like you're a little bit somewhere else and there's a little bit of a story involved in our menus and our approach it all sort of weaves together for instance sip downstairs this is this black charred japanese like ship wood looking stuff is supposed to kind of feel it's not supposed to look like a like you're in the ship but it's supposed to feel like you're in the ship that took the samurai you know a bit um uh intimate and uh elevated so to speak and then upstairs brick everywhere it's supposed to resemble kind of like the docks you know like the the docks where the where the ship is and my team and the guzzle team it's about the bustling you know streets and atmosphere and environment we wear like henley shirts um you know uh henley shirts a lot of cream colored stuff uh distressed uh you know chambres while downstairs they would wear a bit more suits and uh, double RL, they were kind enough to kind of sponsor us, um, Ralph Lauren's workwear line. Wow, so that's fantastic. We, we all wear, get to wear like, you know, designer workwear clothing <laughs> and stuff. Uh, that was a, uh, when it comes to hiring staff, you know, you bring that up and they're like, count, count me in, I'll, I'll, I'll work for you just for the discount, you know? No, but uh, I, I joke, but uh, no, but that, that is, uh, that is uh, uh, something I think that's uh, unique and it's a nice little touch that uh, 
the staff, they feel great. They look sharp um, and they fit the, the vibe. And it's not like Disneyland. It's just like when you walk in, you all know what we're trying to do and you feel it. You know? Yeah, it's quite interesting, though, because two very different concepts in the in the one space. And you're talking about hiring teams. How did you hire the teams for the both for the upstairs and downstairs sit and well, well, listen, I I, I got to give Ben Yabrow his flowers. So Ben worked for Shingo uh, at the SG Club in uh, in Tokyo. Um, before that, Shingo was consulting down at, in Atlanta, and that's where he met Ben. And Ben took a, took a immediate uh, interest in what Shingo was doing. Ended up going to Japan to work there, and uh, then he was most recently he was the head bartender of Double Double Chicken, please. Yeah, so he's immensely talented and uh, uh, immensely super smart. So he's like going to be the main person at uh, at SIP on a daily basis, while Shingo comes to visit um, a few weeks every quarter. You know, uh, travel. Uh, you know, um, so it starts with Ben. So Ben was tasked to, to you know assemble his team of. Uh, of people who really want to learn something that uh, is quite unique, even for a New York market. And for me, uh, Shingo tasked me with taking a guzzle that he uh, had created in Tokyo and uh, messing it up a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, I, 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 yeah, so I, I chose, uh, you know, uh, I chose uh, people that I've worked with in the past. So I like to choose people that I've worked with in the past and know my style because that's one less thing I need to worry about and pick up maybe a couple new blood along the way. Um, because I have so much, so many more things uh, on my plate. So, uh, I've got a veteran team, people that have worked in New York city for a while, people that, uh, that have, uh, they just, they, they, they got it. They're, they're mature. They, they, uh, yeah, they're mature. They, they know, understand the task at hand. Um, I call them the Rottweilers. Yeah, it's nice though, isn't it? They yeah, they're like dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, me, me and me and the Rottweilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're ready to pounce on you as soon go. as you walk in, and we're we're guarding the we're guarding the gates at SIP. Uh, yeah, you you want to get down there? You got to get through us at some point. And we're hungry, and yeah, we're hungry, but we're also obedient, you know, and we're proud, and we stand tall, but we got to bark as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's just, it's been such just a, a magical dynamic between the two. And, you know, Shingo and I, we've, we've been friends for a very, very long time. And uh, just the pairing, I don't know. How do you explain, you know, magic? I don't know. And I, I hate to toot my own horn here, but hey, I'm the guest here, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, I, I feel the energy. I'm big vibe and energy guy big vibe and energy guy and that's just something that i'm constantly working on is that when the guest walks in through through the curtain through the door i want to i just i want to see them i want to see how they're feeling i want to look into their soul you know this sounds really artistic and weird but uh this is like kind of how i how i approach just the vibe and energy is the music right is the lighting right how does the ice sound when you're shaking you know like is it nice and loud is it Oh, I love that. That's it. That's what you want yeah. in a bar. Otherwise, I, stay at home. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to just think I'm like a cameraman and I'm like, I go in through the curtain, I'm panning behind the guest that walks in and I just want to take in all the scenes. And when you pass by people sitting at the bar, I want them to feel feel good. And the, the drink in their hand for me is merely a garnish to, 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 to the whole room. So, um, that's kind of what I'm trying to achieve at Guzzle. Well, downstairs, uh, a lot more uh, prep-intensive drinks, a lot of uh, Japanese glassware, 
hand cut ice, uh, more technique driven stuff. Uh, I would say a bit more advanced and adventurous, but it's very approachable down at SIP, you know, like approachable, but um, a lot more kitchen prep involved and a lot more, uh, a lot more of the, of the, the Shingo and Ben mixology upstairs is, is a lot more, um, uh, you know, casual. Yeah. 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 M- more about the vibe, the energy and the, and the, the bustling atmosphere downstairs is a bit more uh, intimate and uh, product uh, focused and, and service really service focused and as people you and shingo you mentioned you know you've worked together you know you've known each other a long time you've worked together before how do you think you you complement each other as people well it starts with just immense complete immense respect for one another Uh, we're the same age um we kind of had a, a similar upbringing in pioneering new york cocktail bars you know so um uh, you know, just, uh, again, I can't explain when you just, you just click with somebody, you know, it's, uh, you know, like, how do you, I hate to say it like this, but how do you, you know, fall in love with somebody, you know, it's like, you just, you just have it, right? You know, you just click, yeah. It starts out with uh, respect and appreciation for what they do, but also being able to bring something different to the table and understanding who's good at what and letting them run with it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of how I see it. I don't want to put words in Shingo's mouth, but, uh, he would probably just go, yep. <laughs> that, that would be exactly why. <laughs> yeah. And then I would have to do all the talking again and they'd be like, when's this guy Schneider going to shut up? Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's why it works so well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I came into this project. I wanted to be the quiet guy that just worked hard. I wanted to be Shingo's Bar in New York, and I'm the quiet guy upstairs. By the way, by the yeah. way, Steve's involved, but of course, uh, that was that never lasted. Happen. No, that lasted for all of about ten seconds. And also, if I may touch uh, the food menu from our chef, uh, Mike Bagal. Yeah, uh, Mike Bagal. He comes from. He was a chef at Alinea for ten years, and uh, yeah, he's got. Uh, he, boy, does this, does this man know flavors? Oh my god. So uh, very, very talented, a lot of experience. Again, experience matters, especially in this city. And he's got a ton of it. And um, the, the food menu, we share uh, several items, but then upstairs is a bit more izakaya, uh, his take on izakaya and, you know, street food, so to speak. Um, and then downstairs is uh, a bit more elevated. You know, there's like hand rolls and uh, tea smoked caviar, etc., golden etc. caviar. So a bit more, uh, a bit more, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Royale with cheese uh, is uh, is this fucking amazing. I'm sorry for cursing. It's oh my God. all right. <laughs> it's fine. You're allowed. It's We're passion. all grown ups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh and, God. Well, I'm just gonna cut. I'll, I'll cut out there. But just know know that I, I'm uh, I'm thrilled about about our food program and uh, and Chef Mike is. Uh, is great, and even our our general manager uh, Brody Robinson he used to work at Attaboy and the Ned most recently, and worked at Weather Up, a little branch. You know, he's he has a lot of cocktail bar lineage in him as well. He's our general manager, and he's amazing on the floor and dealing with the floor staff, and just all the staff in general, and being that glue between you know Shingo and Ben, Mike and me. There's so many different rooms and departments. There has to be a strong head, and that's and that's that's where Brody comes in, and he's been. Uh, he's been working his rear end off, but um, 
I think uh, I think he's doing an, an amazing job. And if, I mean, since we're touching on everybody as well, I mean, the staff and the the management. Uh, our, our, one of our partners, Justin, this is his first venture into restaurants, and he was like the project manager, getting the oh place my open, God, that's getting the doors one, open. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I, it couldn't have been a, a, a nicer guy and a, and a better guy, just a good man, and. Um, you know his uh, his uh, fire and determination and generosity. It, it's it's infectious, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's like he's uh, yeah. Uh, I I can't say enough kind things about Justin White's uh, one of our our you know partner and the project manager on this. So just want to thank him here on the podcast because I know he'll listen. In. Brilliant. Even if he wasn't listening. <laughs> I would thank him. Yeah, yeah. We wanted Absolutely. to pick up all of the team because it is an amazing team that you've got there. And also talking about the food. What about the drinks? Can you give us some, you know, wet our appetites with some of the drinks okay. that were in store? So at Guzzle, we specialize in what I call comfort drinks. So SIP is, you know, first come, first serve down there, sit down only. Um, and it opens at 6 p.m. Guzzle opens at 4 Um so uh, I wanted something a, a bit different than sip downstairs and think about the bar's name guzzle. It has to be, it has to have an identity. It has to work. You know, I just can't put a dozen drinks that I think are good on. They, I mean, they have to work. It's like a, like a sports team at this part, at this point in my career, I feel like a coach uh, of a team, you know, and all the drinks, they're the players, you know, and you have to know who to put in the game. That's going to make you win. Not necessarily, you know, the the most talented player, but it has to the player has to complement the other players, and it has to all have the same sort of vision and same sort of goal of of putting together a winner. And the same idea with the staff, you know, the, the veteran staff, like I talked about, I need to lean into their veteran status, and I I can't be telling them what to do. I don't want to teach them. I hired them for them, so I I told you, hey, just be you. Like I'm gonna weigh in and give you my opinion on certain things, but I don't want you to try to be me, like. No, first of all, nobody wants that. Second of all, uh, you know, just like like be yourself, you know, and 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 uh, you know, I, I want to put you in position to be the best version of yourself and the best bartender you can be, the best hospitality professional, the best host you can be. So, getting back to the question at hand, the drinks, comfort drinks. Um, basically, I describe it as, um, you know, flavors that you know with drinks you already love. So, for instance, we have an apple Manhattan on the menu. And uh, what's the flavor? Apple. What's the drink? Manhattan. You know, <laughs> basically all, 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 the, all the drink names, like like a grilled cheese sandwich. You know, it is what it is, right? It's you a grilled cheese sandwich. In your head. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So Apple Manhattan. We have a Miami Vice Negroni. It's basically a strawberry Negroni. We, uh, su- uh, we, we take the Negroni, we sous vide it with strawberries, and then we coconut wash it. Um, we have a pecan old fashioned with a little walnut and raisin. We have uh, a porn star mojito, which is great. Uh, I love that. The and it's, it's, I love it's that. exactly what it is. I mean, it's an, it's a, like basically a passion fruit old Cuban on crushed ice. You know, um, yeah. We have a, a root beer float with Jägermeister. Um, just flavor, like comfort flavors in drinks that you're ready. I don't know. I don't know how much root beer floats get out there. Uh, to London, but uh, and here in America, that it takes us back to childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jaeger, Jaeger and root beer is a college is a college kids. At least when I was of college age, uh, this is before Red Bull. Uh, it was Jaeger, Jaeger and root beer. Um, you know, but uh, so drinks like that. You know, uh, I've got a, a 
a whiskey Cosmo or a barley Cosmo. So it's made with uh, Ashish Shochu uh, Mugi and a little bit of overproof bourbon. And then the rest is Cosmo flavors with cranberry Brilliant. cordial and I love and that. Lime. People love all of that. They, the drinks that they know and love, you know, but yeah. shushed up and made into something else. So it's not, I hate menus that are too, too pretentious. Do you know what I mean? You have to think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you read the ingredients and there's very little curveballs. There's kind of no frills and also no frills classics. Uh, ice cold highballs, you know, but of course uh, I'm not just, I'm not taking the cheap easy way out. There's a lot of prep and a lot of care that's taken into these drinks. We got a super, super light G martini on the menu. What do you think that tastes like? You know, it's like, <laughs> we got the cold brew martini, you know, it's like things that people, uh, again, you, you don't need to ask too many questions. We got a pumpkin spice hot cider, you know, mixed with a sweet potato shochu and spiced rum and a Montiello sherry. You know, it's just, again, Drinks that you know, with uh, you know, drinks you love, flavors that you know, and then great I basically, yeah. If you're gonna wait to get into sip, I want you to just kind of enjoy something um, that you kind of know before you get a bit more adventurous downstairs. And again, all the drinks down there, they got like a geisha vesper made with geisha coffee. Um, yeah, gimlet over rice. There's a uh, tomato tree. So a lot of these drinks again are flavor flavor driven. But a bit, a bit more unexpected, but uh, also approachable. Champagne grasshopper, uh, the stuff that, that Shingo and Ben put together. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's like what I'm doing, except, um, I mean, I, I don't want to put myself down, but it's super polished and very service driven. It's like, you know, like Michelin style service, you know, down there. Where me is a bit more on the casual end upstairs, and a bit more hustle and bustle. And downstairs, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's just like a. It's super service driven and uh, the product is super prep driven and I, it, they compliment. And then on your way out, you got to go through the dogs again and we're going to get you again with the highball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get you again. We make this, uh, this sherry clotted highball with it's, it's cre- uh, cream sherry and uh, just coconut pineapple seltzer. So it's cream sherry, coconut pineapple seltzer, no sugar, you know, uh, just those two ingredients. And so far that's been everybody's favorite. Just on a nice block, you know, and, and, Getting one of those picture, picture you walk in the guzzle. It's bustle and atmosphere. Um, you check in for dinner, maybe at the guzzle room, and then you also want sip. So you put your name down at sip. So you you have a, an aperitif with me. You go sit down with Chef Mike and have a couple bites of the of his take on Izakaya. And then you go downstairs to have a few more bites and a couple after dinner drinks with with Ben and Shingo. Right. And it's like the complete uh magical new york night and then you go upstairs and you know you're already feeling pretty good and you just have one have one more yeah have have a quick little sherry highball for the road and stuff like that and that for me would be the perfect the perfect night of course some people just want to go down the sip some people want to pop in a guzzle quick quick bing bang boom but um and we're i'm perfectly fine with that but for me it's like my what i want to do with guzzle is really get people into sip because the things that that Shingo does down there, the things that Ben d- does down there, and and their whole team, uh, it's it's unlike anything I've seen. Now, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, I I'm, I'm I don't want to be biased here, but it's like I've been in the business a long time, and I, I these guys are special down there. So um, and the, and the team that they have, uh, you know, all of them, they're 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 super awesome. So I really want people to try it down there. And hey, come pop in and see me on the way in, see me on the well, way out. Of course, enjoy absolutely. yourself with Shingo. You can't you know? just tell everyone to go to sleep. <laughs> but you know, I just want to make sure that 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 <laughs> I, I, I really want to speak highly of the product of 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 their product there because I know how much back end prep they do. You know, uh, 
a lot of uh, a lot of the guzzle bartending it's uh you know it's it's just it's a lot it's a lot of like hustle and bustle and minimal prep and more um uh you know more movement and stuff uh and which is which is what i love one thing i learned during covid if i may sidebar uh, is that um, the simple act of making drinks wasn't for me. I need that energy in order to like be in this business. Yeah. If I didn't have that energy, that's why I'm getting scared of getting old. You know, I know I'm only 40, but, I, but uh, you know, high volume bartending, uh, I'm getting scared. I don't want to get old. Come on. You're, what are we gonna? What can I do? You're never gonna get old. Never. I'm trying to you work out. Mind, I'm mind. trying to work out, you know. Uh, I, I got all this stuff, you know. I'm just trying to keep my head, my, you know. My head in shape, my body in shape. I'm working on endurance training and all this other stuff. You know, I'm just doing whatever I can to to keep myself in shape. But I love that atmosphere and I love that energy. And I think uh, uh, the the people that I hired uh, they they enjoy it as well and they live yeah. for it. And and you, and you can feel that, it, don't you? Yeah, yeah you feel it's fantastic. It. Yeah, it's funny because I was going to ask you what you're most excited about, but it sounds like that's what you're most excited about is is just being that energy and being part of it and creating yeah. it. And it's New York City. Ah, it's like it's when I, I grew up. You know, just a, a few miles to the left of here in New Jersey, but New York City was always just—it's right there in my backyard, and I always wanted to get in there and be a part of it. You know, and uh, I had a chance to with employees only for a long time, and I had such great success. And um, you know, I've still got a lot of love for for the for the for the uh, team out there. Um, but uh, you know, it's just. New York City, you feel it. Like I can't talk, keep talking about the feel, but I love it so much, and just happy to be part of the New York City bar scene again, um, and seeing a lot of old oh friends and family. Let me tell you, can I do I have time to tell you about friends and family? There was a moment where I was looking across the bar, and there was there was a, an alumni from Flatiron Lounge, from you know people uh, from a Pegu Club, PDT, and employees only. All, all talking to each other and the angel share people walked in and it was like all this like old guard. But then you look over and there's, uh, you know, the, the, the new school in the house too. And for me, it was just, it was a sanctuary of hospitality. It, it was just, it, it was the, it was the coolest moment uh, I've ever been a part of was just, it just, it took me to a different time and it took me to a different place. And it was like, ah, this is, this is why we're doing it. And then I get to go home to my family as, as well. And it just gives me a, satisfaction it's like steve you, you did something good today so oh that's fantastic we have to mention the um because we've spoken about the concept we've spoken about the people and the drinks it's located the the venue is actually located in the former cornelia street cafe is that right yes yes uh just a staple of the of the, of the neighborhood they've been in business for over 40 years they they unfortunately shuttered um you know, before short, COVID, the, before COVID they yeah. shuttered. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, of course there's a lot of pressure. People in the neighborhood love that place. And people yes, over, I, I love that place. Mm. You know, I loved it. I love that place. There was a performance space downstairs. Um, that's where they would do a lot of poetry, music, you know, stuff like that. Um, basically performance space, it was a bunch of folding chairs and then the person <laughs> performing. And, <laughs> but that's why well, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was super intimate. It was just super New York. And where Shingo Station is, right there, one station right in the middle, that's where the stage was. And Shingo, Shingo appreciates that too. We've talked about that and how uh, how it gives us chills. 
And, you know, uh, my voice just cracked. Yeah, I noticed that. That's amazing. Whoa. But it's that Whoa. emotion, hold on. I need isn't it? To, yeah, your... hold on. <laughs> I need to deepen this voice right now when I talk about a Cornelius Street Cafe. So, no, um, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but no, no, uh, we feel the energy. And we have a nice big um, uh, picture of Cornelius Street Cafe in Guzzle to, like, kind of tip our cap to, to the amazing uh, place that it was. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they come in, they're like, oh, you're going to have the performances, this and that. And it's like our license now, I mean, times have changed. Our license doesn't allow us to have performances, you know. But um, what we're going to try to do is is create a staple in the neighborhood that the neighbors can be proud of, that New York can be proud of, that we could, of course, be proud of. And that everybody globally that visits wants to come in and see. And we, I want to be able to extend my hospitality. You know, it's been a while since I've been behind the bar full time. But. I'm back full time behind the bar. I missed being in the in the in the trenches with the bartenders. You know, I uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a little while. It's been a minute, but um, I just as soon as I get my legs back, uh, I'll be okay. I'm a little stiff in the back, a uh, little weak in the knees, little, but uh, and shoulders. What about shoulder action? But I no, I, I'm just a crafty veteran at this point. I just kind of I just uh, I'm relying on 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 old bartending tricks, you know, to, to, to keep my head up and, uh, uh, you know, be able to be more efficient as opposed to faster. Wow. I was going to ask you how often you're going to be in the bar, uh, which you've told us. How about Shingo? Will he be around a lot? Um, every quarter, a few weeks, every quarter. Um, but honestly, the, the more he comes here, I bet he's going to fall in love with this place so much. And he's he's going to stay, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably going to, yeah. I, no, listen, I, I mean... <laughs> Don't quote me on this, but that's probably what's going to happen. No. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't but, uh, wait to come and see. But, 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 uh, but, but on a real note, uh, he'll, he'll be here, uh, you know, a couple, couple weeks every quarter. Depends on his travel schedules and stuff. But uh, while he's gone, uh, you know, Ben has, uh, has Shingo's utmost confidence to, to, to take the ball and run with it. And uh, without Ben, I mean, this project is in the toilet. You know, he's, he's such a... He's such a, uh, he's the first one in, he's always the last one to leave, you know, and uh, I've never worked with him before, but I'll tell you, after working with him for a short time, uh, he has my respect and he earned everything he's got and everything he has coming coming to him. Mm, so That's fantastic. Yeah. And what are you proudest of, Steve, in this whole venture, not just Sip and Guzzle, but your whole sort of bar journey? I feel like I still got it, you know, like, uh, <laughs> that's, you still that's, got it. you know, everybody, you know, like, uh, I make a lot of jokes about getting old. I'm only 40, but like, you know, it's just like this business moves so fast, you know? And it's like, you can get old real quick. Um, I'm just, but I'm still here. And, uh, I, I just try to perfect just timeless hospitality. And when I see a group of people in here, all from, you know, different bars, uh, or even different industries, just the average, you know, uh, average folk, you know, coming in here and enjoying themselves. Um, it's just, uh, that's what I want to do, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an artistic answer, but I really like that aspect of it. And I don't consider myself an artist by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but uh, at this point, um, I don't know, there's just some kind of vibe and energy I want people to experience. And when I see it, I just look at the, you know, I just know I'm doing something right. And when I see the staff, when I see the staff, uh, like just when I feel like we're on the same wavelength when it comes to thinking about what we want out of the business and and what makes us tick, you know, behind the bar and on the floor, 
when we're when we're aligned, and I think right now the staff we're, we're pretty aligned. Uh, I don't know. It's just a satisfaction. And, but obviously, but not 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 being. Uh, What's the word where you're just like satisfied and don't try to? Don't oh try no, you're not complacent. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not any of that stuff. But uh, but it's okay to take a moment and just uh, appreciate what you got and what you've done. Absolutely, because yeah. we don't do that. I think that everybody's yeah. always racing on to the next thing, and it's really important to actually take time to breathe and appreciate. So and just timeless, timeless drinks, timeless hospitality. It, it'll 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 you know. People like to have good times and they like great drinks and they like bustling atmospheres. And then sometimes they like intimacy, you know, and sometimes they like um, something a bit, uh, something that they might not have expected. You know, people like so many things. And that's why I try to tell the bar staff, as soon as they walk in, try to find out where they're going. Yeah. What are they there for? Where are they going? Are they looking for somebody? Are they confused? Do they need to see a host right away? Um, Is there a spot at the bar? Do they want to sit at the bar? You got to try to, and I'm getting choked up just uh, talking about business here. Uh, you just you've got to try to read people deeper than just looking at their face. You really just want to look and see it without staring, looking like a weirdo. But you want to, you know, you want to just kind of uh, pick up on the vibe. Yeah, pick up on the vibe and the feeling from somebody and try to try to deliver. I mean, I'm not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but I think I got a pretty good handle on something like that. And, uh, and then just then just accommodate, you know. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's Sip and Guzzle, everybody. And Brilliant. I'm Steve Sadix. Brilliant. We can't wow. wait. We're coming in <laughs> yeah. the spring, so we you'll are. have had time to do it all. And you're yeah. definitely going to be there, so we can't wait. Hopefully we'll time it when Shingo's there as well. Thanks, Steve. It's been amazing Thank talking you. to you. Always, always a pleasure to catch up. And I, it's so lovely to hear about Sip and Guzzle and the passion that you have for it. So we'll have all of the details up on our website. And also, we'll speak to you as well for something for the magazine, because I cannot wait. Awesome. And uh, once again, uh, as soon as this project happened, uh, I really wanted to speak to to both of you because of the immense respect. Sergio, you know, uh, uh, You've just been uh, always a great uh, friend and ally to me, uh, starting from when I opened the Singapore. Uh, I remember the, the the chat I had with you uh, about EO Singapore. It, it was it was my favorite of all the articles that came out and stuff. And then well, what happened with uh, Hoboken, Elysian Cafe, uh, you answered the call. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't forget that stuff. So uh, when you when you all visit, Gary, uh, when you all visit, please, uh, I can't wait to open my doors to you and anyone out there listening to you know it's like i just want to uh i just want to be involved you know hit me up let me know uh if you're coming through uh I don't know, bartender from out of town you know if somebody listening to this you know you're visiting new york come see us you know i'd be happy to, to, to make you a drink yeah Fantastic. yeah yeah i'd be happy to make you a drink set you up uh i'll do my best you know that's all i can do at this point point. and this is why we love you steve absolutely Amazing. thank you so much thanks so it's much i appreciate it thank you all everybody Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cocktail Lovers podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please tell your friends and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. For more details on the people, places and products mentioned today, head over to our website, thecocktaillovers.com.